I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Technology or the historical momentum of things is creating such a bewildering social milieu that the monkey mind cannot find a simple story, a simple creation myth or, or redemption myth to lay over the crazy contradictory patchwork of profane techno consumerist post McLuhanist electronic pre-apocalyptic existence. And and so into that dimension of anxiety created by this inability to parse reality rushes a bewildering variety of squirrely notions. Um, epistemological cartoons, if you will, uh, that, and conspiracy theory in my humble opinion, I'm somewhat immune to paranoia. So those of you who aren't, you know, gaze in wonder. Uh, <clears throat> conspiracy theory is a kind of epistemological cartoon about reality. I mean, isn't it so simple to believe that things are run by the greys and that all we have to do is trade sufficient fetal tissue to them and we can solve our technological problems? Or isn't it comforting to believe that uh, the Jews are behind everything, or the Communist Party, or the Catholic Church, or the Masons? Well, these are epistemological cartoons. It's, uh, you know, kindergarten stuff in the art of uh, amateur historiography. Uh, I, I believe that the truth of the matter is far more terrifying. That the real, the real truth that dare not speak itself is that no one is in control. Boop, boop, boop. Welcome back to the Live Podcast. My name's Aaron Alexander, and in today's episode, I got to chat with a buddy of mine called Timothy Olson. May have heard of the guy. He's like a superstar in the world of, world of ultra running. He is the two-time winner and record holder of the Western States 100-mile race. He is, uh, say, I guess you could call him like a star of the new Discovery Channel show, American Tarzan, where he's a, a contestant competitor on there and uh, just doing a lot of amazing things. He runs mindfulness running retreats out in my old alma mater, Boulder, Colorado, and a uh, wonderful conversation. In this discussion, we got into his really interesting background um, coming from uh, just rough, rough beginnings, depression and drug use and a wide variety of uh, realms that a lot of people in our modern day 
are experiencing. And he was uh, one of the individuals that experienced that and happened to triumph in a huge, huge way to uh, be where he's at today. And so I find that just so incredibly inspiring. I know that so many other people do. So thank you, Timothy, for keeping it real with your story. It is... Um, it's amazing. It is invaluable. Uh, in the conversation, we get into his philosophies on life and running and movement. Uh, get into some nutrition stuff. Get into his history with uh, with drug use and how he kind of converted this conceivably uh, tragic time frame into success and uh, the lessons that he's learned through his journey. Why I like to go run, be in the mountains, is to humble myself to you know, strip my ego bare and, and, uh, and try to be more the, the witness to what's going on internally and not letting that like decide who I am. So when I win a race, like that's not who I am. Wonderful conversation and I hope you all enjoy that. Thank you so much for tuning into the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you will find hundreds of free videos on self-care and functional movement. You will find the self-care kit which is a hollow foam roller with screw-on lids. And inside that little package, we put a couple different size mouthwash release balls, heavy-duty elastic band with a door anchor so you can adjust the height, decompress your joints, get your exercise on, move your body, keep tissues slippery, sliding, and uh, hydrated the way they should. Oh, things going on in the world. So far, I uh, built a teepee in my backyard and have been spending my evenings in there. That is fantastic. Spend some time outside. And uh, something I was kind of curious to, to chat about with folks is limiting or uh, downsizing traveling light through this world letting go of excess baggage be it uh, emotional baggage or physical movement baggage physical patterns that don't serve you and also material baggage i think that they all reference each other i think it's one and the same the way that we project and create our reality is a product of the way that we feel in our bodies and our minds if you're looking around your world and you see a bunch of excess crap lying around i think there is probably a fair chance that that's a reflection of what's happening in the way that you move in general so the thought is limiting the material stuff that we have in our world, limiting the unnecessary movement patterns that do not serve us, and kind of keeping our, our apron squeaky clean the best we can. I think as we walk around the world, we can witness each other and witness the amount of baggage that each of us are, are carrying. When you see someone that seems really light and bright and feels like almost like they're just floating through the world, I think what you're witnessing is a person that's not carrying, uh, metaphorically speaking, a bunch of emotional, physical, material baggage. I think it's possible to move lightly through the world. It's just a matter of practice and introspection and really witnessing yourself. So, quick little uh, metaphor is thinking of yourself like a cloud and you are floating through the sky every piece of unnecessary superfluous baggage that you carry is like adding energy and adding moisture to that cloud as we start to billow up and get bigger and darker and dirtier eventually we become a lightning storm and that energy needs to go somewhere it ends up manifesting in maybe having an anxiety attack maybe having high blood pressure maybe being depressed maybe being a drug addict whatever it may be however that ends up presenting itself it's usually not super uh, 
ideal for your development. And then sometimes it's crucially important in order to get that energy out. So just an interesting thing to think about how we walk or run through this world. Quote, 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 before we get going is, uh, I think this was in the book of Thomas in the Bible. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is spread upon the earth, but men do not see it. Most things, as far as happiness or contentment or security or all that, it's all right there within each of us. We are just operating on some potentially wacky software. And uh, let's step back and start really getting into our software. Make it work. We can do it. Rick it, rick it, rick, rick. Here we go. Back to the show. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for the reviews in iTunes. Five stars, ideally. Uh, tell your friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for utilizing the Amazon portal on the right sidebar on the blog and the podcast page. Um, whenever you're purchasing anything on Amazon, if you could, it would be great to take some time and just jump on the site, click on that link to get on Amazon, purchase it. Nothing changes for you at all. Bookmark that page. And then uh, a small percentage of your purchase will go towards a line podcast instead of Amazon, which, uh, that's great for all of us. All right. Thanks so much. Here we go. Back to the show with the man, the legend, Timothy Olson. Line podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. and it's it's so interesting to me that it's it's just such BS that yeah. you and I are grown ass men. You know, and it's like it's like to have like oh we have these little this little thing. It's like there's so many people I think in our history. You look at Steve Jobs, except he you know, talks about it or talked about it. Yeah. You know, it's like so many brilliant people in our history have explored some potential routes that maybe aren't necessarily accepted by like normal society, which is obviously you know if you look around normalcy, it's like I don't want to be normal. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then we still have this fear around like oh what if the normal people judge us. <laughs> I, I completely agree and uh, it's becoming more known and I really like that in the paleo world of like how people are, are talking about using different herbs just or you know different uh, plant products uh, fungi and stuff like that yeah. that um, you know does have um, can have some really cool effects and can really you know help transform uh, you know, people's lives and, and just perspectives. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I feel like what we see, what we witness with ultra marathoners or Olympic athletes or what have you, it's like we see the tip of the iceberg. We see the cover of, you know, Runner's World or whatever. I don't read running magazines, but there's probably yeah. something called Runner's World, I'm sure. Me neither. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we see the cover of that. And then we kind of create this story around like, oh, totally. Like, I get that guy. Totally, totally. But then you look in the background and I think especially from uh, like ultra endurance kind of rugged type races, mm -hmm. uh, from my under limited understanding, I'm, I'm curious your perspective on this. There's a lot of people that come from drug addiction in that world. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. And, and I wonder, is that I think, something? I think like, they just talk that? about it more. Um, huh. Yeah, I'm. I mean, sorry. Finish your thought. No, no, no. It's okay. Go, 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 go. I, 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 just, I just go. I think it's it's brought up a lot um, because people, everyone has dealt with something crappy in their life, and most people too have dealt with some form of addiction in one way or the other, whether it's drugs, um, sex, food. you know, uh, food, yeah. uh, video games. You know, everyone's overdone something, right. and <clears throat> oh shit. 
<laughs> How dare you drop the Wait, camera? Yeah. That's all right. Um, and I, I think, like, I think just more people talk about it in ultras because I think it's a little bit, it's been brought up a lot and people feel more comfortable yeah. with it. Um, but I think in any, and I don't know, I, I mean, you could take that many different ways because I think a lot of times in ultras, people just like really being outside and connecting with nature and people that have done drugs and stuff like that, they've like, they, <clears throat> or like, you know, they've overdone things, but they still have like, it's still a part of them and they still feel like this deeper connection to nature. And <clears throat> I just like, I think it's helped my um, overall just connection with people, with animals, with, with nature. And um, yeah. And so I, I guess I see a lot of ultra runners cause they want to go out and play on the woods and they want to have a good time. And then the people that like had their problems, but have figured it out and then have come back and like realized that, okay, like we like sitting here on the bonfire after a hard run and having a beer or, right. or a smoke or something. It's not that big of a deal. Slight break thought, but there was something I wanted to say. Yeah. And, and you know, something that I, I think that I witness in the world, I don't want to make this whole conversation about, about drug use. I just think it's, I'm more interested, like we said in the beginning, it's like you can read every article on nutrition and exercise and all that stuff, but there's a lot of interesting rabbit holes that we don't really talk about so much. But yeah. nonetheless professional high level folks happen to know a bit about it <laughs> you know and it's, yeah. it's it's something that i think is interesting is like we almost treat people in our society that utilize drugs and you know even if it's even if it's like that what i would consider like the bad drugs you know like meth or cocaine or what have you yeah i'm not i'm not on board with that but oftentimes those people are highly sensitive individuals right and they feel slightly maybe outcasted from society and they end up going down various different avenues just <laughs> like what i think is kind of it's a similar concept of like feeling like I need to be in nature. I need to just run. I need to just get my mind away from all this nonsense. You yeah. know, and some people do that by running 100 miles. Some people do that by maybe going into a dark hole and not coming out for a while, you know? But yeah. I, 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 I kind of feel like it's just different mediums, but it can be kind of similar processes. Am I like way off base on that? No, not, not at all. I mean, like... um yeah, I don't do any like when I say hard drugs, like that's what I mean, like meth and yeah, and nice. coke. Like I I've done it, I've done them all, I've done lots of them and uh, loved them at the time, and <laughs> and now I like I you know I just I have no desire to go back to doing those right. um, type of drugs, but I feel like they like I had low points in life when I was probably overdoing them and right. and they were <clears throat> affecting my you know my my mental state in not a positive way, but I also think I learned a lot while doing them and, um, even pull things from like in my running now of just like, you know, I, you learn stuff. I learned stuff from doing drugs and I, and, uh, yeah, it opened my mind so much and that I like, I'm really happy that I did all the, all those drugs and had those experiences. And, and now that like, you know, now I have, a different life and I'm not doing, you know, crazy drugs, but I think I, I learned a lot from those processes. And I think a lot of people that are doing really creative, wild things, like they've just kind of let their mind be free. And that doesn't mean they needed drugs to get that way. I just feel like they've like learned how to let their mind be free. And some people might've needed drugs to get to that point. Some people 
didn't and like and drugs i mean like just people that you know drink coffee like every day like it's a drug like um and that i mean annoys me when people say you know they drink coffee every day but then they frown against people that smoke weed um which like blows my mind because like it's the same thing in my opinion but um yeah so anyway but i'm down for talking about that kind of stuff. i mean you can with 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 marijuana it's like that's the big difference that people don't understand. And it's a product of ignorance. We live in an oh, ignorant yeah. culture. Every culture is ignorant to various different things. Some more ignorant Trump to... Trump is to, like going to be president. Like, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's crazy. And, and so, and so a part of that ignorance, because in order, to, in order to really understand something, you need to be able to tolerate it first. We've done, instead of, instead of going to that point of understanding, we've just shut it down. You know, and it's like, I am American, I am, you know, I live in a square house, and I drive my square car, and it's way too big, you know, it's just like, we stay inside this thing, and I think that something that people don't necessarily understand is, like, you could be vaporizing a whole wide variety of plants, and just have, just taking in a little bit of the essence of that plant, and then go on with your day, it doesn't need to be this, like, whoa, we got, like, the tie-dyes out, and we're, like, super stoned, and we're just watching our lava lamp for six hours, like, that's not... And people know that, you know, but, yeah. but it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. People don't know it as much. Maybe like, they don't. <laughs> it's just funny. Like, I mean, I like, I use CBDs and, and in oil, I vape it. I take it in, in capsule form. So like all these different forms, um, and people don't realize like that, that could help so many other people. And it's medicinal. It's not psychoactive in any way. And, um, people are just scared of like that plant, like the whole like uh, whatever hemp plant, uh, cannabis plant, like it's it's funny. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, and so what I would the, the reason that I'm I'm harping on this, and I promise we'll move on from it, but is I would like to see people be more fluid with their perspective on their mind and their perspective on just how they perceive things in general. You know, it's like if your blood sugar is crashing because you ate too many lollipops, yeah, that's a state change that you've created for yourself by something that you ingested. Yep. It's completely fine. We can talk about that. I'm killing myself. Diabetes, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I'm a politician. You know, it's <laughs> like, I, I love that man. I have so much respect for his decisions. You know, yeah. but then the guy that comes through and buys $150 vaporizer and, you know, just has like a little, little tidbit of this natural organic beautiful plant and then goes and exercises or you know whatever goes and draws a picture or writes or reads or whatever it may be yeah that's when we wig out anyways that's it needs to be said <laughs> I, I personally love your rant and we can talk about that a little bit because like it needs to like those things are things that need to be out there so right um yeah yeah so as far as as far as like I didn't want to talk about nutrition too much, but I think it is important because right now you're, you're pounding a smoothie, and so it's it's in my it, it's in my yeah. it's in my visual. Before going out into a race, like what what are what kind of nutrition are you looking at? Because we're talking about you know blood sugar and all that stuff. Like there's now that all of a sudden we're starting to go away from potential overloading, carb loading, eating a whole bunch of bread and all that stuff, and getting into fat realm. Like specifically, what is it that you are are putting down for a race? Um. <laughs> That's a great question. I'm in the. I'm. I'm still learning. Um, <laughs> I guess we can talk about that as well because um, <clears throat> I've learned how to feel myself for not as mountainous like hundred mile races. And now that I'm doing like higher altitude, um, more mountainous races, more climbing, I'm definitely changing my diet. Um, 
or what I use for train, like for training. Um, and I mean, my diet changes all the time where, you know, the first couple of months, uh, of the year here, I, um, I was basically keto, like adapted. I was, I didn't have any sugar, grains, alcohol that was all caught on my system for basically January and February. And then I, you know, start, I reintroduced some things and, and now I've even, um, a couple times a week been eating like a little bit of grains, um, in my cereal for my breakfast where I'm a little quinoa, um, and, and then just like more seeds, like it's, you know, chia seeds and nuts and stuff like that. But I, I'm constantly kind of like dabbling of what I eat and what I put in there. And so now I've been, you know, putting in a little bit more carbs before I go for like a five or six hour run. Yeah. Um, cause that's, you know, just, I don't eat a lot when I go for a run and, um, I've been, and I've been using different, like, you know, I still use sugar, um, for runs, but I didn't for like those couple months. So I took out sugar for a couple months and I just bring like some fruit with me when I go for a run or some nut butter. And, and now I'm reintroducing some stuff and, and I'm trying, um, actually a, a handful of new products because I don't have a, I don't have a nutrition sponsor for running at all. And so I'm like, um, I dropped my, my old sponsor that was just a gel company and mm-hmm. I'm kind of deciding what I'm going to do for, <clears throat> for fuel. Um, but it go, you know, it goes all over the place where one time I'll go for a run and, and I'll have like a, a drink mix or something that has some sugar in it, but then I'll go another day and I'll, I'll eat an Epic bar for my run. And I'm kind of just, I'm seeing what works at different altitudes, different, um, levels of, uh, you know, pushing myself, but, but my, my diet's all over the place. It's very, um, I mean, not, not all over the place compared to like most people, like it's not, I throw in some carbs and all of a sudden I'm carb loading at all. It's just like all of a sudden I'm putting some carbs in my, in my body and, and using and, you know, utilizing that when I go for my runs. Yeah. I think that it's, I mean, the body is so much more complex than we give it credit for. And we think yeah. that we have to have this, you know, you need to read men's health or whatever, like the latest, the latest article is in order to, wow, you're, you have the sun, you have sunshine out now all of a yeah. sudden. That's yeah. beautiful. It, I was being I was being rained on a minute ago and now That's it's awesome. like yeah. And so I was I think it's so interesting how dogmatic we can become with our nutrition, which is why I think it, it makes a lot more sense just to ask the people that their eyes look bright, their skin looks great, and they're doing amazing things and they're smart and happy and smiling. Hey, what are you eating? You know, like, what did you eat yeah. this week? You know, like, yeah, yeah. How, how did you function? Because we can get so wrapped up in all this BS. And it's like the smartest doctors, the smartest people in the room are going to say something different than they're saying right now in three years. Guarantee. If you just totally. look at history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's how it should be. I, I mean, my body is changing every second. New cells are forming. Like, I'm a new person all the time. I don't know how many how long of time it is but like your your whole body changes like everything in organs everything is like constantly changing and what i was last year is different than i am now and what i was five years ago is completely different and and that's why i continually try to like you know find out what works best for me yeah and uh yeah and uh, I'm, I mean, for me, I, I know that a primal diet works really well. I like lots of plants and I, you know, eat a lot of fat and I get in good, good uh, meat, good protein, uh, you know, when I can. And I try, I'm, you know, I try to take care of the land as best as I can that when I'm, you know, 
choosing to pick meat and stuff like that. I'm, you know, picking it from, you know, good sources and working with companies. Like it's why I work with Epic Bar. I believe in everything that they're doing out there. Um, A little weird, you know, we'll wait and see what happens with the whole General Mills thing. But, um, you know, um, I really believe in a lot of things that they're doing. The things that they're like working with the Savory Institute and stuff is really great stuff. So that's how I choose like my meat and why I like I'm proud that I'm a meat eater and and uh you know I I use that and like it I've definitely I've taken out meat and seen how my body works on that and it does not work very well so for me vegetarian or going vegan wouldn't work but I've also done you know I've I've eliminated some different kinds of meats seen how I felt I've taken out dairy for a while see how I felt and and now I've like I've reintroduced dairy and and you know, I'm doing it from good sources, but I, I think dairy is great for me and I'm enjoying it right now. So, yeah, I think that everyone can just kind of like take, you can relieve yourself of so much pressure if you <laughs> just accept that if it grows in the ground, it's organic. It doesn't have any kind of nonsense, weird pesticides or GMO or like we haven't tampered with it too much, you yeah. know, artificial this and that. It's probably fine. You know, it's like you know, we, we get so we get so hyper focused on all these different. It has to be exactly this. And it's like we can just relax a little bit yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something that we do in, in the running world or all, all these different worlds is we something especially that I see in the running world is almost like over preparation. And I was just recently reading Natural Born Heroes and they're talking about one of the things they mentioned in there, which I don't know a lot about this world, but one of the things that they mentioned in there was since the introduction of Gatorade and hyperhydration, essentially, like you got to hydrate every X amount of drink as much as you possibly because you're burning up so much water. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> since that happened, all of a sudden people start getting dehydrated and collapsing and having all these issues. Apparently, so says the book, before <laughs> the introduction of all of that extra support, people didn't, there wasn't a recording of, of so many issues like that. Do you have any sense of like over preparation for this stuff or is that... Is that totally. Nonsense? I mean, it's. I mean, basically, the reason I don't read a lot of that trash out there, um, yeah, I I do. It works for me, and I, yeah, I've just like, I guess I don't read a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. Um, I got more important things to do with my life than <laughs> to read about other people's nutrition and right. stuff. So, right. um, yeah, I just I eat what works for me. I drink what works for me. I. I don't overthink it. I normally like, I mean, for me, it's not like huge planning before I go out for a run. I don't think about it the night before how I'm going to fuel or anything like that. I just kind of eat how I normally eat. Um, And sometimes like a little strategically, like, you know, I'm going to go for a five hour run tomorrow. I'm probably going to eat some sweet potatoes or something, you know, a little bit more starchy, carby that night. But, um, you know, I don't overthink it because I know I'm going to have food when I go out there for a run and, um, I was just also, we can talk about a little bit, but I just did, um, it's, I'm going to be on this discovery channel show nice. and I just went and like survived for like the last, um, uh, month. Um, I got back a few weeks ago, but I was just living off the land surviving and, nice. um, which was, was really cool. A really cool experience for me. And, um, I, I yeah, I got to learn a lot, it was a totally different thing than, cause there was some competition involved with it. Um, I was doing some harder activities, but we weren't like being fed. So we were like getting our own food, creating our own shelters and stuff like that. So it was, it wasn't a lot of activity, um, but there was some really challenging things. And um, we were doing this kind of like, you know, 
sleep deprived, calorie deprived, water deprived. And, uh. um, I think it helped me learn a lot, um, just of what my body can take and realizing that I don't need as much as I think I do most right. of the time. So. Yeah, well, that was what I was going to ask you about is what about things like water deprivation and food, food depth? Have you, so you obviously have experience with fasting and such. How's that, how's yeah. that impacted you? Um, I think it's helped a lot. Like, uh, you know, just, um, yeah, just having that awareness that your body can um, deal without and, you know, you're going to have these low points, but, you know, it's going to go back and forth. And I've never been to, in too bad of a shape that, like, I thought I was going to die. And But, like, that that takes days, weeks, you know, months to, to get to that level that I'm, you know, I'm a lucky American that I have, you know, plenty of food. I, I go for, an, you know a 20 hour for our run or I go live in the woods for a few days. Um, and maybe that's a challenge, but then I come back and have, you know, everything I need. I have food and water and, and stuff like that. So I always just think about, you know, especially when I was doing like that show and stuff that I was thinking that, you know, this is just very impermanent to me that like, yes, I'm hungry right now and I'm not, I don't have a lot of fuel, but like this will pass. And within like two weeks, I'm going to be, you know, hanging out with my family eating, you know, whatever Capello's pizza and, 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 you know, having a gluten-free beer chilling. So like, right. you know, life is not that hard. So I, it was, it was a really cool thing for me to just kind of understand a little bit more about my body, just what my body's doing right now. And, um, and just that I, you know, I don't need as much as I, I think I do most yeah. of the time. Something that I see all the time is I feel like usually the person that has the most expensive gear and like the shiniest bells and whistles yeah. generally is the worst at that activity. <laughs> you know, it's like totally, you yeah. see the random guy that rolls up and his like sandals made out of tires or, you know, he's wrapping <laughs> his feet in cheesecloth or whatever he's got. You know, it's yeah. like he's kicking ass. <laughs> well, it's it's, that, that hunger, like, and it's something that I need to, um, you know, make sure I continue to have. Like when I do my training and running and stuff like that, you get, you get, life is just easy. Right. Um, especially for like Americans, like, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, we, we make it a lot harder than it is. And, uh, yeah, so I, I've learned that a lot, but like, I, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It was in, it was a very interesting experience what I went through there, but, yeah. um, it made me think a lot and, and realize, uh, for this next year of training and whatnot that I'm, um, yeah, I like pushing my body and, and taking it out of this, you know, out of this comfort of typical, you know, uh, Western living and, and getting to enjoy, um, just living more primal, more like how people used to live and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I was researching into ultra runners in Ethiopia and Kenya and the Tarumara and Mexico and all that stuff. And one of the things that I, I thought was like, was, was really super interesting is that the, have you heard of the, the Kalenjin, I think is how you say it. The people in oh. Ke Kenya, you know what I'm oh. talking about? It's okay. No, no, no. All right. So, so it's just, I got I got to tell the, got to tell the, the, the really, really quick little story with what they do because it's crazy 
But they, uh, as, as something, some kind of like rite of passage, I think around the age of 15 years old, these, the, this is a, the, a small tribe or a collection of tribes that they end up winning a huge percentage of these races, like 0.06% of the world, but they win some, I have it written down somewhere, some, a, a large percentage of the, of the ultra races, the really long races. And one of the things that they go through with this rite of passage is they're 15 years old and they have to like crawl through stinging nettles and then they, they end up like beating their ankles and squeezing and doing all this really. And then they circumcise them in the morning with a sharp stick. And it's like, I'm not saying that that's what we should do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's very interesting that these people end up winning all these races. You know, I, I, by no means I think it has anything to do with the sharp stick circumcision or or seeing nails. But yeah. I do think there is something to ex- exploring uncomfortability. You know, and that's yeah. that's something that I think we as Americans, it's like even our our dogs, we got to give them a little sweater. Oh, you know, God, it's yeah. like he does, yeah, yeah. the dog doesn't need a sweater. No. <laughs> Or little booties and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and so, yeah, I'm just, with your travels and such, did you, have you noticed anything with, with other people that maybe you see, like, wow, that's something we're missing in the United States? Um, yeah, no. Um, I mean, I guess the thing is, I, I, I get to talk to and see a lot of people that live very different than the typical American. Um, so I, I mean, I just don't really hang out with a lot of people that are typical Americans that I hang out with a very eclectic crew of people that I've met all over the world. And, um, each one has their own story. Each has like kind of had their own upbringing. And for me, it's just brought together how, you know, all the same we are. And, uh, that's kind of what I've noticed more so. And in training, like, yeah, I've seen people have all kinds of like challenges, difficulties and, and whatnot and overcome those. And, and that's great. But, you know, I think it's just a lot of it, like, especially for the activities that I like to do, it's just getting outside and being outside in nature for really long amounts of time and connecting with nature. And that's what I see. Like, no matter like if someone got circumcised in their run <laughs> or, or not, like, I don't think that's going to help one way or the other, but I think having those, difficult moments and over and rising above them, I think is, is, you know, the people that can do that are the ones that accomplish like great things. Yeah. What about like philosophies or mantras or folks that have inspired you or anything that you kind of carry along with you that, that helps you out on the psychological aspect of this stuff? Um, it's okay. If yeah. Nothing specific. Yeah, I know. I, um, I've done a lot of reading, um, you know, a lot of like spiritual teachers and stuff of just basically, you know, just living in the present moment and, you know, whether it's like Eckhart Tolle, you know, the power of now type talk or like Kitchener hung, um, you know, talking about just peace within every step, very simple teachings, but just kind of things pointing you to stuff that you already know inside. And, and with that, like, there's definitely mantras that I've learned from them that I'll, I'll repeat when I'm running, when I'm having a difficult time, um, yeah, and I keep I you know keep reading, keep learning more about stuff like that. Those are things that interest me a lot. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, man. So we only got a little bit a little bit left, but I, I'm curious about the transition that you took from. You said you used to use a lot of different different drugs and such in the past. Mm-hmm. That and then that what that was you know formative in kind of taking you to where you're at now. Not to say that like 
drugs are going to make you run further or whatever, but the creating that foundation of kind of digging in sets you up for where you're at, at this moment. Like how did you turn that into something positive? Yeah. Um, I think most of, you know, I was trying to escape myself right. with, with the drugs and I was just like, I, I didn't like who I was or didn't like, I was trying to like impress people or be a different person than I was. And I'd use, you know, drugs to kind of maybe numb those feelings or that those insecurities. And, um, you know, once I like learned that I, I love myself, like, and that that was hard part. I hated myself. I didn't love myself for a really long time. Right. And then once I like came to that like realization that I love myself, I love my quirkiness, I love the you know the things that make me me. That like that turned yeah. me on, and like um, I was happy to be living again. And there was moments, there was moments where I didn't want to live, and I like was just super depressed. And and different like drugs and alcohol took me down a, a more deeper like kind of like depression. But then in the same sense, like drugs also helped me get out of those like holes and so that's where i just feel like you know drugs were just a part of it like it doesn't matter i didn't need drugs for one way or the other like drugs can definitely take you into a deep hole of depression and maybe even you know euphoria bring you out of the type of those feelings and i was just trying to escape all these like all this emotions all these things going inside and once i realized that it didn't matter if i was high or drunk or sober or whatever, but just like loving myself and being who I am. That's like when things change like so much for me. And I, re- and then I, in, in that process, I realized that like, oh, I don't need to drink, you know, half a bottle of whiskey a night. I don't need to, you know, put this drug in and this drug and see what this does. And then I was just happy being me. Yeah. And like, and then I, I needed to take break from doing, you know, drinking or drugs and stuff because it was consuming me and making me, <clears throat> you know, not be okay with myself. So once I, you know, I eliminated those and I was like, wow, life is, you know, and it wasn't just not being high or not being drunk or something. It was just like loving myself again. Yeah. And after I figured that out, I was like, okay, I stopped all this for a while. You know, I like to have a glass of wine occasionally and it's not a big deal and it doesn't change me. It doesn't make me different. I'm not a better person. I'm not less or anything. And then once I discovered that, I was like, all right, I can just be me. And if I go out and hang with friends and have a glass of wine, great. And if I don't, it doesn't matter. I can still just be myself. So like those things just didn't matter anymore. And I was able to be myself, be okay with myself, love myself and, and share, share myself with other people. And like, that's why I like to share my story and, and, you know, tell people that I've had difficult moments, but like rising above it was you know, the best thing ever, deciding not to kill myself, deciding to, you know, change my lifestyle around to, you know, stop eating McDonald's food and eat, you know, real food. And like all these realizations that just kind of came to. Um, and I think I had like some really cool epiphanies, like high on shrooms and like just real, like just having these moments. And that makes me come back to thinking like, I'm glad I did that. I don't, you know, I don't do drugs all the time now and I don't need shrooms to have you know, these life changing moments, but I did do drugs at one point and they help open my mind, free my mind to make better life choices. And maybe I wasn't making great life choices during those moments, but 
through time and through just kind of like, you know, learning from my past and wanting to live a really happy and like stoked present moment yeah. now. Yeah. Like I'm learning to just like be okay with what happened in the past, be okay with what's going to happen in the future and let that be as it is. But right now I'm just trying to live in the moment, love, love myself, love others. And, you know, hopefully, you know, inspire people to, to rise up and whatever is holding them down right now to, you know, turn things around. So yeah. that's where I like, I look back at my, my, you know, drug past or alcohol past and depressed past and all these things that go with that. And, and realizing how, you know, important those were for me to have those lows. So now I can, you know, share those experiences with others so they can, you know, just make choices for themselves. So that's why like, after I stopped doing drugs and stuff, I went and coached cross country at a local high school. And I, that's how I got back into running, which is really cool. Um, but like, I just went there and I just wanted to kind of share a little bit what was going on with me. Cause I like got done with high school and then just decided to not really live a very grounded centered life. And I wanted to kind of you know, share my struggles with people. So maybe they wouldn't have to go down the same path and learn from me a little bit. So, and I feel we all learn much better by, you know, making mistakes. Like every time I mistake, I, I, you know, I learn from that. So I'm very happy with failing and, and having mistakes. And, um, you know, it's, I like to share things. So maybe people don't have to take as big of a detour as I did, but, um, you know, we are all on our own journeys. And I think just kind of reminding people that, you know, we're very, we're all individuals. We're on this unique journey and, and a very, you know, precious, uh, journey, like our life, like, you know, this life right now, this, these moments right now are, are, you know, are amazing. And, uh, you know, to be grateful for them and not, uh, um, you know, not, uh, not let them pass by, not let, uh, you know, each moment pass by. And so that's how I live now. I'm just trying to enjoy each moment and, and enjoy life and, and where it comes. Right. Yeah. You got company? Is that your kid? No. Oh. That, was the, that was the wife. Coffee. Tea. Uh, some tea. Some tea. Nice. Yeah. Right. Cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You mentioned, you mentioned like these things don't, don't change me, you know? And, and it's like, I, I think that that's something we have kind of like this, this pressure around who our identity is, you know, and it's, it's a product of what other people kind of tell us we are, you know, it's like, or, or, or our mind tells us too. like, I, whatever I'm is. always trying to like escape my ego. Like right. that's kind of why I like running so much is cause it like, it bashes your ego so much till you're so humble that like you, you're not, I mean, and that's the whole, the whole goal. And that's why I kind of got into running before was to like bash this ego so much that like, it wasn't me anymore. And so long, I mean, so many people dwell on their egos. Like they have to win a race to be who they are. They have to run so many miles to be who they are. They got to eat a certain way to be, you know, this, this, whatever preconceived self, what people love and will, you know, they'll like when you put stuff on Facebook or, right. or whatever, Twitter and yeah. So like why I like to go run, be in the mountains is to humble myself to, you know, strip my ego bare and, and, uh, and try to be more of the, the witness to what's going on internally and not letting that like decide who I am. So when I win a race, like that's not who I am when I, um, yeah, when people like things or something on, when I put an Instagram shot up, like that's not who I am. Like I like putting things out in the world and, and I'm going to try to do my best and everything. But like um, I'm always trying to 
realize that my ego, my thoughts, what people think of me and stuff is not who I am. And I keep coming back to who I am internally. And that's why I like to, to sit and meditate for a while and just like connect with that stillness within me and that silence within. And when I'm more connected, grounded with myself, then I'm able to go and interact with, you know, people and going to work, going to, you know, go pick up my kid from preschool or something like that. And um, when I'm out in the world, I, I feel like going in the mountains, doing my thing out there, I come back into society and I'm able to just be my best self. And that's what I, I try to do. Yeah. So you got it. You got to go right now, right? It's, I, I'm really enjoying talking about that. I, I, I got a few more minutes. All right, cool. Can... Yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> another thing that I find, I find interesting, the other day I was talking to somebody about, uh, I don't know, we were a long conversation. One of the things that, I, that I, I mentioned is that sometimes I really want to hang out with me and myself. You know, and I literally feel that way. Like, it's like I'm literally, and sometimes marijuana is present for this, you know, but, you know, it's like I literally feel like being able to step outside of that preconceived notion of who I'm supposed to be, who people think I am, what my Instagram status kind of shows, and instead just going into really observing, like, what the heck is important in this world. What the heck am I? You know, and that's something that makes people very, very uncomfortable. And a part of that, the thing that you mentioned that I, I, I love is, is loving yourself. You know, it's like people are insecure to love themselves because we're wrapped up with all this nonsense of, oh, he's arrogant. He's egotistical. He loves himself too much. Yeah. And so then we put up these new potential barriers of like, I, I shouldn't look at myself in the mirror too much. That'll make people think that I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it's like, you know what? Like maybe it's okay to spend some time just like just you in the mirror. Just yeah. saying, here I am. What the freak is this? I mean, like, yeah, I, I love looking in the mirror. I remember, yeah, I mean, like, talking back to drugs for a minute, like, I loved looking in the mirror on, like, shrooms and stuff. It's just, like, watching your eyes go every which way. And and uh, um, I've had a lot of good times of just staring at myself in a, in a mirror. And I think it's good to be comfortable with yourself, be comfortable with your body, like, you know, whatever comes up. I, I think just looking in a mirror, looking at yourself sometimes, like, things come up. And I think it makes people very uncomfortable and just having different emotions and thoughts and whatever arises. And yeah, that's where I, like you were saying, I was just like taking time for yourself, observing yourself is so huge. And like getting to know your thought patterns, getting to know where your mind or emotions are going to take you. And instead of letting them take you and reacting to them, just observing, observing them. And that's what I, you know, like, what I try to do on a daily basis when, you know, my kids are screaming. Like my kid d- today was saying, like he he d- he like he doesn't like me. He likes mama, and like <laughs> and like the kids just say you know say whatever and like like that's just in the moment right there. And like I could let that like hurt me or something that my kid doesn't like me for a moment. Right. But he's just you know he's just saying something. Kids just say silly things, and I I try and not kids like people. People just say all kinds of silly things, and I'm trying not to let let the I'm trying not to take it personal and not letting my like ego or my hurt feelings get in involved with it and just letting it happen. And, and, uh, he, you know, when people say silly things, a lot of times they just have something going on inside. And like, I was just away for a few weeks. Um, and you know, I've been back for like two weeks now, but like 
you know, my, my son's going to go through different emotions and like, I'm going to pick him up in an, in an hour here or like 20 minutes here and we're going to go rock climbing together. And like, he completely loves me. And like, I, I know that all the time. And I don't like when he says something, you know, silly, like I don't need to let it overcome me or get the best of me, or I don't need to get angry. I don't need to react to that. I'll just be like, okay, okay, man. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's hang out later. And like, um, kids, people are just going to say silly things and not letting that, you know, change who you are, change, you know, the moment. Cause you're, you're in a, you're in a beautiful moment right now. You don't need to let someone bring you down from that. So yeah, there's something that Alan Watts talks about and I reference him all the time because I, I love mm-hmm. him, but he, uh, one of the things he mentions is, is that the ultimate expression of godliness is letting go of godliness, <laughs> you know, yeah. letting, letting yeah. go of religion, letting go of all these crutches, letting go of your culture, you know, and that's, that's, that's also the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. That's also Nietzsche talks about this with loading up the camel and turning into a lion then fighting the dragon and then turning into a child again. You know, that's all these different, all these clever people have come across this exact same thought. You know, of like we load ourselves up with all this nonsense, cultural, you know, whatever, what have you. And it's like, great, I have an identity, you know, and the majority of people end up becoming stuck and suffocating in that identity that they've created for themselves or has been created by their environment. And it gets so thick. Eventually they have a midlife crisis and they end up buying a Corvette and running off a cliff or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like that. I think what it is, is the, the peeling of those layers, but it's a slow gradual process and oftentimes people want to just raw shear it open it's like every day that's when you when you mention like the you know sometimes i'll smoke a little weed or have a glass of wine it doesn't change me i'm like i think it's okay to say sometimes i'll do this and it does change me a little bit it it opens me up a little bit more it peels (laughs) some layers back yeah you know what i'm saying does that does that that kind of like yeah yeah I, i feel you on all that and um I think it's really hard for people to open up those layers sometimes and they get scared when they open layers cause they don't, you know, they don't like what they see. That's not, right. Oh, that's not who I am. And, um, and that's funny cause people just get scared of themselves a little bit. And, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's where I mean, like, and that, that's a hard thing for people to, to, to realize and like realize who they are a little bit, realize what's going inside. And, um, you know, why I like running, but like why I like going into myself is just, you know, it might be uncomfortable for a little bit, but you learn so much about doing that. And you were saying, you know, you said something about like, there's all these different, you know, people that come to the kind of the same realization. And I think more and more people are coming to the same realization because we all within ourselves, like each person like has God within them. Like they're like, there's this peace, there's a stillness within all of us. There's this knowledge, this truth that is in all of us. And we just need to tap into that and be quiet enough to like be present enough to let that come out. And when it comes out in whatever creative way, like that's, that's art and that's beautiful. And that's what this, like so many people in this world are giving out there. And that's why this world is so beautiful. Why people are so amazing. Why cultures are so amazing. Like all this is out there. And, uh, we get a little like nervous sometimes with the uniqueness or the diversity of it or something like that. And, but with like, you know, within all of that, like it comes back, we all have the same truth, the same knowledge that's like in us and intuitive. And, um, 
I think people just need to tap into that a little bit more, tap into themselves, be comfortable with themselves, love themselves. It took me a really long time to like, you know, to believe in love again, to believe in myself, to, you know, to believe my own truth. And now I try to speak my truth and let that come out. And, you know, it comes out in silly ways. It And, you know, I'll say something and, and words are so funny because, you know, you, you can talk, you know, about all kinds of crazy things and it's fun to, you know, see what comes out of your mouth and have cool conversations with people and, um, and just kind of like witness it all, all happen and be okay with that and let, um, you know, let your truth come out, like talk what you're actually feeling and, um, and that's not a bad thing. And, you know, sometimes you need to say sorry for like things that come out of your mouth or, um, but you don't need to, you know, regret anything. Like things just happen and you need to like, um, be okay with who you are and, um, and, you know, enjoy those changes that are happening with you all, all the time. And the new person you are every, every moment, be okay with that and love that, love that person. I love that, you know, yourself. And, um, yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm constantly learning. I like, I went for a four and a half hour run today and it was awesome. Like I, I listened to a little bit of music and I listened to a little bit book, a book on tape and I listened to just nature for a while. And, you know, through the whole process, it was like, you know, I had all kinds of different emotions and thoughts and I probably one of the reasons I love running because I go and have all these things go and come through my head and through the, whatever's happening, the highs and lows and thoughts. I, I know who I am within the whole time. And I, I come back to that, that peace all the time. And, uh, or even, you know, the no mind part of it too, where I was just like, the last few miles, I was just in a very like, just grounded place where I wasn't thinking of anything. I was just like connected with my foot strikes and the you know the sound of, of my feet, the sound like the sound of the birds, the creek that I was running by, and that's why I love running so much. Is it it lets me go internal and just kind of like self reflect and um, yeah, and enjoy the uniqueness of myself and enjoy you know of where my mind and emotions go and just kind of watch it and watch it happen. And, um, yeah. And, and realizing life, life is, life is good. And, and, uh, each moment is, is not permanent. Everything changes. So, and we're all going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> so my, my, son, <laughs> my son, son is learning that with, uh, with dinosaurs. He's on a super dinosaur kick now and right. trying to like explain to him that there isn't dinosaurs and, and stuff. And so then he's asking about death all the time. And he's really concerned about our cat because I said like, cats don't live as long as, as people. So he, I don't know exactly what I said to him, but he came, came to my wife, Krista, um, wondering like pretty worried about our cat because he thought our cat was going to die really soon or something like, i don't i don't exactly know what he was thinking but it was an interesting uh, conversation so um I, it's it's fun to see your kids like have like get get things and understand death a little bit and and you know just trying to let them know that death is okay it's just part of life like we're all gonna die and and become you know part of this earth and and uh, that's, you know, that's the greatness of it, of like, of, we're all connected, we're all part of this earth. And like, um, yeah, and we're going to all go through those, those fluctuations of living and dying and, and uh, yeah, be, becoming what's next. Yeah. Awesome, man. There's all sorts of other crap I got rattled in my head that I love to say, but you got to go and I got a client coming in, in like five minutes. So, okay, cool. Uh, awesome. Really fun getting to chat with you. 
do you I, I guess we any like shout outs or how do people contact you are you selling anything i don't know what is what's going on you got the retreats i'm not, I'm not I'm yeah, to check yeah, out. yeah retreats like it's something that i'm hoping to continue doing we have we just had one in malibu just a week ago so we do a couple in the winter months in malibu california and then like later this year we'll have a couple in boulder um in june and august uh right here in boulder actually like right like the right where we live here we're connected to this uh it's called the a lodge where we have people stay really cool spot and right from our house here right from the a lodge where people stay we go on all these awesome runs and uh yeah and then i i lead um guided meditations in the beginning uh, in the morning and night and we eat lots of really good healthy food we um cater to anyone's needs whether they're vegetarian paleo um, yeah, whatever, whatever people like lots of gluten, no gluten, whatever. Um, to find, to find you websites, Timothy Allen Olson, but if you just type Timothy Allen Olson, it'll pop up, right? If you just type in Timothy Olson, yeah. And, um, my website's got everything that connect over to the run mindful links. And, uh, yeah. So feel free to follow me. I'm on like an Instagram and, and stuff. So I, I try to post, uh, some cool shots from the mountains, uh, or just life in general um, every day. So feel free to follow me and uh, you know reach out to me if you got any questions. Like if the run mindful thing intrigues you at all, uh, feel free to contact me and we'll get out to you. But cool. yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, just living the good life here in Boulder, Colorado, and um, gonna go pick up my my kid here in a little bit. So that's yeah. basically the rest of my day. Sweet man, I will see you. Hopefully, I'll see you. I'm I'm teaching at the Ancestral Health Symposium in Boulder in August. Oh, yeah. Something something. I don't remember what the date is exactly. Maybe it's the same time frame as that. Hopefully, I'll I'll get to maybe get to drop in on the retreat thing. It'd be fun to. Yeah 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 yeah. Hit me up. So um yeah, uh, send me a message or give me a call. But cool. Uh, that'd be cool to show you around a little bit of Boulder. Yeah, I've lived in Boulder for five years, Timothy. <laughs> you know it that you I know, know Boulder. You know Boulder. All right, cool, man. Thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Nice talking with you. Align Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I greatly appreciate your comments and your shares in iTunes. They determine the ranking and the visibility of the show, and they make me smile. So I look forward to reading those guys. Be sure to check out the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you can find my blog. You can find this podcast, more information about the topics and the, and the uh, guests that we've had on the show. You can find hundreds of absolutely free instructional videos on self-care, functional movement, how to get strong, how to get fast, how to get exactly what you want out of your body as well. Be sure to check out the self-care kit where it is as small enough to fit underneath the seat in your car. And it's like a physical therapist, a massage therapist, all wrapped up into one package. I know you guys are going to love the website. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. And I look forward to hearing your comments. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening and remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.